What is the very first thing that comes to your mind when you think about conducting? Probably someone waving their arms in front of a group of musicians. Even though arm waving is the most visible part of a conductor's job, it really is a very small part. A lot of being in a profession has nothing to do with the actual conducting, from score study, rehearsal planning, concert programming, meaning figuring out what repertoire to be performed by the ensemble, to conflict management, branding, self-marketing, and entrepreneurship. Even navigating the union rules if you work with unionized musicians, and not to mention fighting the imposter syndrome or anxiety when self-doubt creeps in every once in a while. Hey, friend, you're not alone anymore. My name is Chao Wenting, and I'm a conductor with over 20 years of experience working with professional symphony orchestras, opera houses, new music groups, and vocalists. I'm also founder of Girls Who Conduct, and have mentored hundreds of conductors through the webinars and programs that we offer. I created the Conductors Podcast to share all the behind-the-scenes secrets with you while I interview conductors, musicians, and business gurus from around the world. I will give you simple, actionable, step-by-step -step strategies to help you take action on your big dream, move through the fears that's holding you back, and have a real impact. Here are some examples from my favorite episode. I'm the kind of person where um, I honestly believe I can do whatever I put my mind. And I told my husband, I said, I really want to go back to school and study music. And he was like, "We got three kids, honey. That's that's not gonna happen." <laughs> and sometimes um, it can be discouraging because you can like, well, you know, can I can I really do this or can I can I really do that? But then I have to go back and tell myself that this is a mind game. And Maria. Your mind is powerful. You can do it. I, you know, went to undergraduate, graduate school, went to conservatories, and I did not learn about very many women composers or composers of color at all. You know, in the classical music canon, there are so many beautiful pieces inspired by nature. Or that directly address humanity's relationship with the environment, and we think it makes sense not to play these pieces just for entertainment, but to play them with calling attention to the climate crisis in mind. Because as classical musicians, part of our training is to to avoid the mistakes. We don't celebrate them enough. But he said, "What you know, especially when people are learning languages, if you think about how a kid learns a language or something like that, the kids are making mistakes all the time." And so we need to have that kind of that childlike wonder about the language and the pieces of music that we have, and I think that's what I bring to the podium.